Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! This is the Fizzle Show where every Tuesday we publish another conversation about the art and science of earning a living doing something that you actually care about. We are not one of those like five bullet points, the three P's of productivity. We don't give you the BS spoon fed for you. We expect you to be a grown up because this is a grown up's world that we're living in. It's the law of the jungle out there, folks. And we want to help you be prepared for it to earn a living doing something you actually care about. That's what we're about in Fizzle because a lot of small business work is about what you're like and what you do when your motivation starts to fizzle out. So every week we publish another conversation that can help give you a little boost. You know what I mean? A little booster shot right in the arm. So that's what we're doing here today. And specifically today, we actually have a guest on the show because we wanted to bring someone on to talk about Medium. You know, we've talked before about using Medium, medium medium.com, which is like YouTube for bloggers, right? We wanted to talk to an expert, someone who's been using this to build their own audience, to hear what it's like to actually grow an audience there instead of owning your own blog, using WordPress or Squarespace or something like that. That's the world that Corbett and I both come from and that we have a lot of experience with. And uh, so, yeah. To the show today on the show, we're going to hear some tips and tricks and some real life experiences about what it's like to use Medium to grow an audience. What tools they have, what tools they don't have, what we wish they had, what they have that's super great. Because obviously, well, let's start the show and I'll tell you what the obviously is. Corbin Barr, how you doing over there, buddy? Fantastic. And then on the guest today, we have Jonas Ellison. Say hi, Jonas. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Uh, where are you talking from, Jonas? I am the Lake Tahoe area, uh, Nevada side. So Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. Hey, man, I know Tahoe real well. That's an important distinction up there in Tahoe, whether you're California or Nevada side, right? <laughs> I think it is. I think yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so Jonas, give us a little background. We're going to have a whole separate episode with you. I think we're going to publish that next week on your entire story uh, because I'm just fascinated by your story going from like a burnt out freelancer uh, to, you know, <laughs> doing the things that you wanted to do for a living with an audience who's just like, who's like eating up what you're putting out there. So, uh, so give me just a sense of just like statistics wise almost, like how many articles have you written on medium do you know can you tell uh let's see so medium when you write it when you write an article it actually um not just your post but your responses count so oh yeah i mean my count is like 13 i don't know like 1300 or whatever but i think i've been writing every day for the last two years i think just just last month i had the two-year mark so wow you know 750 ish maybe yeah yeah that's crazy. Okay, and then um, looking at your uh, your followership here on your account, you have about twenty thousand followers there. And then on Higher Thoughts, how many how many followers do you have there? Uh, around sixty four thousand right now. Got it. Got it. Now that's a pu- that's a publication. So hold on, dear listener. You're going to learn a little bit about Medium here, okay? Because first things, maybe first, Jonas, in your own words, since you've been using Medium so much, how do you describe Medium to people who maybe that don't, or have like heard of it or read a few articles on there, but aren't aware of, of what you can do with Medium? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it really with the YouTube for, for writers, for bloggers, you know? Um, I also kind of like, kind of draw a comparison. If, I, if I'm talking to someone who's been blogging for a while, you know, I kind of harken back to the Google Reader days where like all the mm. blogs were kind of in one place. Yeah. But yeah, really the YouTube, the YouTube for writers and bloggers is what I think the best distinction. Yeah. What I love about that is, is like, uh, you know, on YouTube, like I'm, I'm like an avid YouTube junkie right now. I listen to 
like this morning I was listening you to pay for YouTube. That's how much no, you like I used it. to. Wow. Now, I, now it's like, you know what I mean? Times are hard now. It's just like, <laughs> Hey, you know what? I can sit through, uh, yeah, I don't know what ad I sat through today. I sat through some like, you know, like brain enhancement drug yeah. ad today. Cause I was listening to Terrence McKenna lectures followed by Alan Watts lectures, but that was all after like a Saturday night live skit. You know what I mean? And stuff like YouTube's that. YouTube's confused about what you want. <laughs> no. And YouTube knows exactly what I want. No, I'm like, I'm convinced. I'm just like ex- like a they know exactly who I am. But the good what I'm I'm saying that to, to describe how YouTube you can get on one portal. God, I love that word. That's so like 1998 internet. On one portal, you've <laughs> got access to so many different voices, so much different content, all of it being video content. Same thing with medium. One portal, but you have access to so many different voices, so many different writers. The the common denominator is we're talking about text. You know, and and I guess we have to call it like not social media short form text. It's not 140 characters, right? But it's not necessarily, you know, massive essays, but you get everything in between. Yeah. Um, yep. Right. Corbin and I, Corbin, speak for a little bit about like what blogging, where we come from, right? You owned mm-hmm. your own domain. You had uh, WordPress installed on that domain. You yeah. used a, a, like normally that, that just that free, that basic. Do you remember the name of the original WordPress uh, template? It was like, kinna, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was no, the, the blue, remember, remember the blue yeah. gradient header or whatever. Hello world. <laughs> yeah. This is the world we come from. Yep. Describe that a little bit and, and what it was like to, you know, I don't know, this is just, just traditional building building a blog. Yeah, I mean, the 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 benefits, and, and we can talk about this because Medium has changed a lot in the past year or so mm-hmm. to negate some of the benefits that you used to get from blogging on your own domain, which is you really owned that experience with yeah. the users. You were in control of what the design looked like, what the user interface was like yeah. in a lot of ways. And uh, you also owned the URL so that as Google and other uh, search engines and things started to trust you and your writing and your domain, you were the owner of that and yeah. nobody could change the rules on you. This is the the problem that a lot of people have with social media over time is it's great when it's the wild west and you get to do what you want, mm-hmm. like Instagram, for example. Yeah. And then they start limiting you. You know, mm-hmm. Facebook suddenly decides you have to pay to reach your audience. Yeah. Uh, Instagram suddenly decides that you can't post things to the hashtags that you want to post them to. Yeah. And uh, that's the worry with using any platform like Medium, for example. The uh, the the benefits of it, however, and uh, I want to hear what Jonas has to say about this because we haven't published that much on Medium. We've done a little bit, but mostly we've done on our own domain. the The difficulty in in getting your own domain, uh, whether it's a blog or something else, to become popular is there's not a built in audience there, right? Mm. There's not uh, yeah. a way for people to discover your writing. It's just an island. It's just this little it's tiny its island, thing. right? So, so then you have to go do the hard work of finding people and pulling them in. And a lot of times what you're doing is partnering with other bloggers, commenting on other blogs, trying to get guest posts run on other sites, yeah. um, you know, uh, being active on social media like crazy, trying to just pull people back to your site. Yeah. And then over time, hopefully Google discovers you and starts to send people your way as well. But it's it's a long game. The cool thing about Medium or some other site like that is there's a built-in audience there. And hopefully, if you write things that are interesting, maybe you publish them to certain publications or use hashtags or whatever you can on that particular platform, then you might get discovered by other people and you might be able to grow much quicker. You could probably see an article uh, take off if it hits the right chord it could go mini viral within that platform, which is something that might not happen to you if you're writing on your own publication or on your own domain. Yeah. So there's pros and cons. And for a long time, what we always said was the advantages of the long-term advantages of writing on your own domain outweigh the advantages of writing on something like medium because of a lot of the restrictions. But a lot of that has changed over the past year or two. And that's exactly when Jonas started writing like two years ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to hear about his experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jonas, given that this, this sense of, you know, what you're familiar with as well, I mean, just to know what Google reader was is to, is to, is to to know what we're talking about. Right. Um, 
this idea that like most of us were starting up websites that and, and still to this day that are this little island and we just try so hard to get the tourism of our island <laughs> into the industry like yeah. kickstarted by by getting places to know about people to know about hey our island's here and we've got this great stuff for you um whereas on medium it's more like it's like you're one of the 50 united states and yeah. so you get some of the benefit of being part of the u.s <laughs> exactly but then the u.s government can really control what, the, what you get to let, do let, within let, your state let's stick with the metaphor yeah no the interstates are going right through your the hub of yeah, your, of your cars town. are going to be driving through there, <laughs> right? You got some foot traffic. You're or like a stand in like a in like a carnival. I'm thinking of like Fisherman's mm-hmm. Wharf in San Francisco. Yeah, or a food cart. Yeah, in a you're pod. like exactly a food cart in a pot. I love. We could keep going all day long, and in fact, I, I think we should, but we probably stop. Um, so that seems like a big a big. Uh, well, not just seems like we know that that is an important reason why to use something like medium same thing with youtube you don't want to just like upload your videos to wistia and then put them on your website if you're okay with them being on youtube because there's a chance because youtube's a massive search engine that people are going to find your content over there completely separate from using a google or other search engine or social media or something like that same thing within medium so jonas from your perspective like these are some of the reasons why we think Medium is is awesome and always had. And, and Corbett mentioned a few of the things where it's like, but you know, you you didn't have your own domain for a while. Well, hey, now you can have your own domain within Medium. Oh, okay, cool. And then, but you know, you couldn't do email. And we're going to talk about some email stuff later on, which seems really exciting. Which I saw for the first time in one of your posts, Jonas. So mm-hmm. I want to hear from you why, from your perspective. Is Medium awesome? And then why, from your perspective, maybe as you've learned, maybe can you give us a few reasons why Medium isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I wrote on my own site at jonasellison.com for years, um, back in like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had like 30, 40 people outside my immediate family and friend circle that that followed it. And uh, it was it was cool. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And I I followed some bloggers. I'm like, man, how do I just grow an audience? And how can I get to that point? Um, and, you know, I even took like a popular guest blogging course that was really cool. And like I guest blogged a few times and I, every, I mean, that, that helped. And I got a few subscribers every time and, um, you know, it kind of went along. And I, one day I like wrote a review um, of a book I saw on Facebook. I think Tim Ferriss like mentioned it. It was called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by a guy named Kamal Ravikant. And um, I was like, this is the cheesiest book. I, I'm like, there's no way. But like, <laughs> something like pulled me to it. And I bought it for like a dollar and I read it in like a, an hour or whatever. And then I wrote a review in my blog and I sent it to him and he read it. And he's like, he wrote back. He wrote right back. He's like, hey, you're a fantastic writer. You should like keep doing this. And I'm like, thanks. And he kind of like became a little bit of a mentor to me. Um, this is before medium, but, um, you know, we met up in a coffee shop in San Francisco and he's like, you need to like get off your website and put your work where people can see it. He's like, I wrote a book on Amazon and it like kind of took off. He's like, if you're a video guy, you need to put your work on YouTube. If you're a writer, you need to put your work on, on Amazon, like he did on in a book and whatnot. So um, kind of in true fashion, I didn't listen to him and I <laughs> kind of went about my business for a while and, you know, kind of like kept writing in my blog and I enjoyed the process and then, um, kind of grew my freelance copywriting business and got busy and, um, had a baby and quit my job and all that stuff and kind of life got in the way. And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, I need to like create something for myself. And like, my blog is great, but you know, it's only cool. So for so long writing for like 30, 40 people. So, yeah. um, I noticed medium and I'm like, this is kind of perfect. It's kind of YouTube for bloggers. And I mean, it can't hurt, you know? So I, it was just totally an experiment. I'm like, I'm going to write something every day for 30 days straight and just see what happens. You know? Um, I didn't even know what my topic was. I had no idea. Like I was reading some stuff I was inspired by. I was reading like Marcus Aurelius meditations. And I just kind of liked how they were kind of like thoughts of his that, that kind of added depth to to life, you know? And Mm, yeah. So that's kind of what inspired me. And I'm like, I'm going to kind of do that on, on medium. So I, I don't even think higher thoughts was a thing that I just started writing on my own under my name, not in the publication. And, uh, 
you know, the goal was to do it for 30 days and then stop. And uh, yeah, I kind of wrote a post after those 30 days that explained, like, kind of like, I, I explained what happened and what I learned. And it was called like, what I learned from 30 straight days of blogging and uh, wrote it, posted it, went to sleep. And the next day, like my phone was going crazy. Like it kind of went micro viral. Mm. Um, got picked up by the Huffington Post, by the Observer, by Daily Dot, by, you know, a lot of these big publications that I like had been trying for so long to get into um, years before and I uh, couldn't do it. And like, here was a post that kind of like, I wrote kind of quickly offhand and kind of, you know, that was it. And I was going to go back to my thing and it, it took off. And so at that point, I kind of realized, well, this is kind of just a start. Like if this, you know, there's a lot of important eyes apparently on this thing and, and um, I'm going to keep going. So yeah. yeah, just like it puts your work in front of like it potentially can put your work in front of a lot of people who are into what you're into. And uh, mm. yeah, I experienced that pretty quickly. Um, what, what have you experienced anything on medium that were limiting to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, mostly it kind of had to do with me as far as like hesitation, because I mean, like you guys, like I kind of grew up with or not grew up, but like kind of like my early career was in this like world of like digital sharecropping being a bad thing. Like, you know, I was a huge copy blogger fan and, you know, it was like, don't, you know, share your work on your own blog and don't spend too much time on, on elsewhere, you know? And, and, yeah. uh, so that was kind of like, man, should I keep doing this? And I, I don't know, I, I kind of had a bad feeling about it, but most, I mean, <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe like the integration aspect, like there's not as many like bells and whistles that you can integrate with medium. Like you can on your like WordPress blog, um, you know, like the plugins and whatnot. I mean, as much as that's a bad thing, that's also kind of a good thing. It kind of keeps you focused on what, what's, what matters. Um, yeah. I guess another thing might be that they're, you know, they're, they're VC backed and like they're a business and, you know, mm. if, if things turn pear shaped, like, you know, that's a lot, like a lot of my work is on there and, and yeah, I back things up and I have everything kind of ready to go and move elsewhere. But like, that would be a lot of work, you know? Um, so just a few hesitations, but really, yeah. I mean, I've had an incredible experience with Medium. I, I highly recommend it, you know, and I don't think I would do anything differently you know, mm. back. So, okay. So now talk to me about that. We've mentioned this a few times the difference between your personal account on Medium, where you can write just as Jonas Ellison or Corbett Barr or Steph Crowder, but then there's this thing called a publication. What is a publication on Medium? Yeah. So, publication, think of it as like a, collection of stories or a collection of thoughts. Um, so it's kind of like you're, the way I look at it is you're, you're creating something bigger than yourself. Um, when people come to Medium and they see Jonas Ellison, if I just posted all my work under my personal profile, Jonas Ellison, like they don't really know who I am. Like, so they might or might not, you know, follow me. Um, but when they see higher thoughts, and then they see like the description, the short description of like, you know, short daily entries on spiritual, creative, mindful, whimsical matters. They're like, oh, that's something I can, that's something I check out. You know, that's, that's like a, it's like a magazine they're picking up in the train station or something like that. It's like a yeah. bigger concept of something they might want to follow and get behind rather than just some random guy, you know? Yeah. Got it. So in, in medium, then you can create these things called a publication, which is like, I like the way you put it. There's like a collection of stories or sort of some, some way that, that makes sense to collect these, all of these different articles under this main umbrella. And for you yourself, you started up a publication and you're the only writer for that publication, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even though, so I think I see a lot that have like multiple kinds of writers and multiple different writers, you can just start up your own publication. And it sounds like you kind of recommend for, for people who that sounds interesting to, to go ahead and not only have their own account on medium, but write under their own publication as well. Is that right? Well, I, I do. I think it's, I mean, it's worked for me. I, I don't, I mean, it depends on your goals. I mean, I know, I know several people on medium who have done incredible just being like a content producer and, uh, you know, curating content from other people with large audiences. I mean, I think as a strategy in my marketer mind, like it's probably like, it's probably faster to grow, mm. like to, to get other people to write on your publication, which is super easy to do. 
Um, but I just wanted a body of work that was mine. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I just wanted that daily publication, um, of just me, you know, and, and it's not what most people do. And it's probably not the quickest path to growth or to a big audience or whatever, but yeah, somehow it's, it's worked. So yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, when, when we talk about the letters and stuff, if we talk about that, that that's when like the power kind of, okay, got think, it. So there's I mean? some, yeah. some features that having a publication can kind of unlock for you. It sounds like, right. right. Okay. So we'll get into that here in a little, little bit, but right. Corbett from your mind, as you hear about, you know, you've, you've written stuff on medium. Um, you've probably read lots of things on mediums and maybe even seen these publications before, you know, I think whose back channel is that wired or, uh, who, Back channel is like a big, it was a, yeah, it was like, and you, I'm seeing like these massive publications yeah. move their, and like yeah, 37 signals or base camp. Yep. They move their whole, <laughs> yeah, their whole publication, their whole publication, publication over to medium yep. as a, as a, what's called a publication inside of medium. Maybe. Yeah. And, and, and they, it's on their own domain. So that's one of the things Jonas with a personal, uh, Blog, do you know if your personal blog can be set up at its own domain or is it just publications that can be set up at, at their own domain within Medium? Just a publication. Okay, that's another great reason why. Mm-hmm. So you start up a publication uh, and you get your own domain that Medium enables you to do there. And now you've got your own site running on Medium's content management system and all your content is in the Borg mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of the network of Medium. So Corbett, as you, I, I mean, I don't know, is, that, is, this, is this raising any red flags? Do you have any more questions specifically about the publication thing? It sounds like there are some features that the publication does unlock, like having uh, a URL and, like Jonas mentioned, the this like send a letter yeah. to your. You can send a letter to your followers there, yep. where you can't do that yeah. necessarily on your own thing on Medium. But as you think about this idea of having a publication in Medium, I don't know what comes up. I like that you you normally have a skepticism to you. Yeah, well, so I'm curious. Like it, it's uh, it's fantastic that that you found. Uh, an audience Jonas on medium. And it sounds yeah. like that happened pretty quickly after 30 days, you wrote yeah. this post about what you learned from 30 days. And then that, that became popular and probably made you pretty excited about it. Um, I noticed now that you have a publication, but you don't have your own URL. I'd love to know why. And I'm also really curious about how this translates to anything, you mm. know, so you become popular on medium. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that lead to? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So in all honesty, the reason I don't have a, a unique URL on medium is because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, mm. I just, I, I try to do it. And like, I, I, you have to email them and then they send you like directions on how to do it back. And that means you have to go, you have to go like in your backend and your hosting and like plug it all in. And I'm just not, I, I, I it was at a time where I just didn't have time to like sit down and like figure that out. But with anyone of any kind of like experience in that world, it's really easy. Yeah. Um, so really that's the only reason I don't have my own like unique URL, um, mm. <laughs> in medium. Um, and I guess, um, why, or the, like the why of building an audience on medium, um, like what does it equate to? Does it, has it, it like yeah, result, yeah. not, I guess, I don't know. Results is like the wrong word, but like what, where's the tangible value you get back yeah. from having an audience? Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it's as basically the sky's the limit. I mean, it's really up to what you can do creatively. I mean, for me personally, um, you know, I've, I, I do some mentoring through, through, you know, with, through the work I do on medium. Um, mm. I'm putting together a, me- a school based on what I've learned on medium. Um, and not only that, but like, it's kind of changed my life. When I first started, I was just a, I was a copywriter and that was like my thing. And I was like, my goal was to kind of get busier as a copywriter. Um, but over time and over writing and like kind of this creative personal project, um, I realized that like, I really like spirituality and mindfulness and, that was kind of an undertone of a lot of my work. And, and just because medium is makes it so easy and clear to engage with your audience and through listening to them and like interacting with them and then eventually putting out like a survey to my, to my, to my publication, to my readers. Um, I found out that like they really liked when I wrote about spirituality. And so I took that to heart and now I'm on the pathway to ministry I'm in divinity school and I have this totally different life path. So like there are, 
yeah, I mean, you can make a, if you have business, if you have something you're selling, you can totally do it through medium. You can put links in there. You can put, um, yeah, there's, there's ways you can set it up to where you're selling your product or whatever, but just as a way to like write, to create and to interact and to connect, I don't, I just haven't found this level of connection anywhere else. So, so I'm, I'm curious, uh, specifically, uh, for connecting, for interacting, yeah. and for the survey that you sent out, like what are the mechanisms for that? When you say yeah. to connect with a reader, like how do you do that? To interact with a reader, how do you do that? And how did you send a survey to your to your people? Okay, so uh, first point on interacting, there's so Medium has a really unique way of handling like comments. Like in a blog, it'd be a comment, right? Where mm. someone puts in a comment, and that comment kind of just kind of like sneaks underneath that blog post and kind of lives there, right? Um, so as you probably know, like that's a great place for kind of like trolls to hide out and whatnot. Well, medium, if you, if I go to like Corbett, your post or whatever, and I want to comment on that, I have to write a response. Um, Mm. and when I publish that response, it not only goes under your post, it actually gets published to all my followers. So Mm. I, I have to own what I say. So that means I have to be kind of be thoughtful, um, in, in my responses, um, so I, I, I found this, I just, I just find the comments or the responses, as Medium would say, to be very, like, very valuable and thoughtful. Um, there's also another aspect called private notes, where if you don't want that to happen, you can write someone, like, you can highlight some text and write a private note to someone. And, you know, I was just getting a lot of these private notes where they're, like, highlighting things. And they're like, hey, you just nailed it there. This totally changed the way I see this. Um, you know, so you're seeing specifically like the parts of your content that are resonating with your audience. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, it's like, I like that, that selecting, I, I, for some reason, I always love to see what parts of the, of the, um, cause one of the things a reader can do on medium is they can select bits of text and highlight it and kind of save it almost like as like you would do in a Kindle book or something like that. Right. And medium will show both the readers and to me myself, like I can see, well, on my own posts, who's highlighted what, which is kind of nice. I can see people highlighting stuff. Yeah. And then it shows readers like the most most commonly highlighted segment of right. the thing, which is pretty cool. I like that little interaction as like kind of just a little ping for like, hey, here's here's what people are paying attention to. But this private note thing, this is a way of them to kind of like send you a response or, or is that because there's also that's right. There's also the selecting the text and like commenting in line. I can click the like select the text and pl- click the plus yeah. sign and like comment in line, which is another place. So there just is a lot of ro- places for this audience interaction. But before we move on, real quick, that that uh, private note thing. What is what is that exactly? Yeah, the private note is just something that you can you can communicate without without broadcasting to everyone. So, um, you know, for example, like I get a lot of responses, so. And I like to, I like to respond back. I like to like, at least like say, thank you for, you know, kind of like create some interaction there. Even yeah. if it's just, even if it's just a thank you. But the thing is, if I just responded to everyone and said, thank you, then all my readers, you know, like my readers feeds would be clogged up with like 20 thank yous a day from mm. me. So that's why I use the private notes to like, you know, I highlight their response and then I send them a private note that says, hey, thanks so much for your kind words, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that just goes to them. Um, yeah, and, and, and yeah, it's just kind of more private, kind of intimate setting than, than yeah, a public Yeah, and it's not published response. out to, to yeah. everybody. That was one of the things that was kind of weird for me on, on Medium is that the responses are, I'm like, I just didn't respond on things. So I'm like, wait, people go to my page and they just see like my right. one-off yeah. responses right. to things? That felt kind of weird. But now I understand what you're saying in that like, everything that I write there is a reflection of my meanness. So if I don't feel like doing it, like don't do it there. Okay. So tell me now about this, this, uh, when you have a publication, you can send a letter to your, uh, your subscribers to that publication. What is that? Uh, and how have you used it in the past? Yeah. So the, the letter in a publication is basically, it's like you, you open your publication, you click on letter, and that opens up a like a like you're writing a medium post. Um, mm-hmm. But when you when you hit publish on that, it doesn't show up like a medium story 
um, mm. and medium. What it does is it gets emailed out to all your followers. Mm. Um, so on my publication, I have five or six times the amount of followers that I do on my personal page. Mm -hmm. So that's really powerful. Like, so I do like a monthly, I do a monthly newsletter, um, for higher thoughts, just kind of like, Hey, here's my top posts. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm reading. Um, and you know, if if I have like an offer, you know, I'll put it in there kind of very subtly. Yeah. Um, And that gets emailed out to everyone who, who, now, here's the thing about letters is when you follow a publication, you're automatically opted in to the letters for that mm-hmm. publication. You have to opt out. And yeah. a lot of people do. So not everyone, not all of my 63,000 followers are getting my letters, but a large portion of them are um, getting those. So, yeah. you know, yeah. So I do it like every once a month at the end of the month for that. And then usually if I have something available, like a coaching thing or a mentoring thing or a product or whatever... I will usually in the middle of the month, I'll do a letter about it. Um, but like two a month from, I, I think that's max. If you do it all the time, you know, you can yeah. use it. You don't want to do it all the time, but it's a powerful tool that if you use it the right way, gets crazy response. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's worked that's, really well. So yeah. And they can respond. Can they reply directly to that email? Do you know? Yeah, they can. And does that go into your inbox or does that go in through medium? goes into my it goes in my inbox yeah okay cool so it's like sent from your email address or the reply to is your email address yep yep wow that's fascinating cool so that's like that's like a yeah you're being able to send an email to your followers yeah that's great yeah in their inbox right right i mean i have a personal email list through convertkit and like people can opt into my daily posts and stuff and i mean i mean i have like 1300 or people or whatever and that um, yeah but yeah, like, it's, it's kind of crazy because you have to like sort of balance all these different numbers in yeah, your head. There's like your personal yeah. followers. There's your publication followers. Yeah. There's a the number of the publication followers who are still opted in right. to the emails. Yeah. And then there's the number of people who have subscribed to your email list. Right. So anytime right. you have to get your message out, you do have a little bit of fragmentation about like how you are we do. getting this out. You do. And the, the big concern here is there's an intermediary between you and your audience. Yeah. Sure. You can write them. You can can send them a letter yeah. because right now medium says that's cool. Yeah. 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 But if you decided to leave medium, there's no yeah. way for you to take those email addresses with you. Yeah. If totally. medium decided to start charging to reach those people, mm-hmm. they very well could. And we all know mm-hmm. that medium has been uh, struggling to make yeah. revenue and they're looking for different ways to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's interesting. And almost, but you can imagine the strategy where you're like every month you're writing the people who are subscribed to your publication with a little more of a specific call to action. What yes. I like about this with, with marketing is uh, online is you can go like, Hey, listen, here's my content on my publication and it's free and get into it. And if you like it, just follow on medium because like, that's what people do is you follow things on medium right. and then your stuff's in their daily digest or whatever, however they get notified of what's new on medium. Right. Yep. And then through that, they're following there. So now every month you can send them an email with just like, like exactly what you're doing, Jonas, where it's like, Hey, here's a, here's a, some little private thing, just you and me and me and 60,000 of my friends who subscribe on, on this thing. And their call to action there could be, could be more specific, another freebie over here that just gets them onto that convert kit email list. Cause then exactly. it's like, you're sort of like, you, you know, you're offloading into a thing that you have more control over yep. and, yep. and, I don't know. Maybe you don't even mention, you don't, you don't even have to be constantly using ConvertKit or your, your MailChimp or whatever it is to, to email through that if you're fairly confident that they're getting it through right. the publication yeah. thing. But you to be able to have that little, like, so you're taking buckets uh, into your own thing. So that means you're, you want to be making those offers that are, that are valuable. I can only, I'm always imagining using Keynote to make. We, on Fizzle, at Fizzle, we make... Uh, our freebies, our guides on Keynote, and they're all gorgeous. Like they just look awesome, and they're super valuable. And every yeah. one of them is like tuned for like different kinds of, of like different stages of the business, mm-hmm. right? So the unique selling proposition, or the defining your audience thing, right? Or there's like just straight up spreadsheets <laughs> for Corbett Bar people. There's just like spreadsheets, like the name evaluator uh, for naming. And you can find all these when you go to fizzle.co/guides if you haven't seen them yet. But 
I always think of making something on because you get it, you download a PDF and it's graphic and and there's quotes from people in it and it's yeah. something about this feels tangible, it feels nice, it feels you know it's like get this content into me right. more than just I'm reading something new every day. And so I'm I'm sure you've you've probably have you done stuff like opt-in incentives like that before, Jonas? Do you have have you learned much from that? You know, it's funny. I for the longest time I've just. I've been on. I've had a Mailchimp account, and I do my daily emails, and I really haven't devoted a lot of time to, to like segmenting and like creating offers. Like I've been pretty just focused on the on the content and, the, and growing the audience. But now yeah. I just I just switched to ConvertKit like a few weeks ago, where I can kind of better serve like different people and kind of start segmenting things and whatnot. But I yeah. always. I always make a point. I, I realize like Medium is might not always be around, and like whenever I send out a letter, I'm always like, "Hey, if you care to get my emails every day, you click here to subscribe." You know? Yeah. And now, I always, spe- yeah, and it always it. works well. I mean, usually every every letter I send out at the end of the month, I get fifteen, twenty subscribers, which is you know not bad for yeah, yeah. So, okay. So speaking of this, like to to complicate matters further, I was on one of your Medium posts in Higher Thoughts, and I saw a damn email subscribe form embedded into Medium. Mm-hmm. How the heck did this start to happen? And when did this? Ha- what is this? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Upscribe. So it's U P S C R I dot B E. Um, it's a free thing. You just go there. You can set up a little form really easily, and it, you know, when you're done, it you can you can integrate it with your Mailchimp or ConvertKit, or whatever. And when you're done, you just copy and paste a link into your your Medium post, hit enter, and it think like pops it right in there. Wow. So, yeah. It's, it's, this was. I mean, when I was using Medium a little bit a while ago. I was just like, it was just one of the things. It was like, okay, so I got to make an image or some sort of call to action that's like, go over here to subscribe to this thing. Go click this link. A new page is going to open up in a new browser. And then just trust that it's still me, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm the one who sent you there and that you know that like, that I don't know. And, and then subscribe. You know, mm-hmm. you have to really, really want it <laughs> bad, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so uh, to have that form right there, that's very interesting. It's fascinating. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it sounds like, like, again, one of the things that actually is new information for me, it's like new information is coming to light, man, is this idea of there's multiple, you got like, you're looking at your data and you got to be a little bit, I, I would be kind of fragmented about, uh, about, all right, so this is how many people subscribe, you know, in medium. And this is how many people are actually getting the emails. Do you get any, uh, any, uh, stats or analytics about your letters send a letter to your publication followers does it say here's how many people will receive this letter it does yeah okay so you can see the discrepancy between that and the number of followers that you have yeah yeah um yeah exactly i mean that's one downfall to medium i would say is the stats aren't great Um, really you can only see so much and you it doesn't track very far back yeah um but yeah, no, when you do, when you send out a letter, it tells you how many were sent, how many were open and, you know, and clicked. So you get those. Yeah. The stats actually, that's another point that we haven't really brought up is, I mean, Google analytics is the lifeblood of our business. Yeah. You know, for, for us, we're blogging on a WordPress website and yeah. we have a podcast hosted on, on SoundCloud and SoundCloud mm-hmm. stats aren't that, aren't very good either. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't inflate the stats quite as much as other podcast ho- providers we have used before in the past. But, <laughs> but the the uh, the be- the ability to look into my analytics and see not just now, but like the last nine years of of blogging and yeah. go here's how, like here we published this post on motivation six years ago. Yeah. Right, and here's here's the results of that over time, and I can see the kind of organic search decline or or you know growth for that post, and mm-hmm. and this is how strategies come to play. This yeah. is how we go like, hey, we can optimize that post for just try to get more people to know about Fizzle or the Fizzle Show, right? Right, all this kind of stuff. So that's that is definitely a, pl- a limitation. But it seems like a lot of a lot of choosing medium. You're doing it for the sake of like I don't I don't get to muck, muck with all that stuff. I don't get to do any of that stuff. I'm going in, I'm getting access to a large number of people that I can potentially make stuff for yeah. that they'll actually see. Yeah. 
Yeah, the beauty right. of it, I mean, we often recommend Squarespace for people who are just yeah. getting started because it's so much easier than WordPress. Medium is another step easier than Squarespace, especially yeah. for writers because the writing tools on Medium, the uh, Compose window truly is one of the best ex- writing experiences on the web. Yeah, yeah, totally. Writing for it is is absolutely a dream. And anybody who, ha- I mean, so for listeners who haven't played with Medium at all, I mean, you could just go on the Medium and you could just fart out a post and just see what it's like to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can take a uh, post from your own site and put it over there just to see what happens. That's one of the things that, that people have experimented with before is writing on their site and then cross-promoting or, uh, what was the word? It's uh, syndicating your stuff onto Medium so people can follow it there as yep. well as back at your blog and stuff like that. But yep. back to this email embedding into the post itself. This is very fascinating. Now, do you know, Jonas, if you can, uh, by the way, for the listeners, if you don't know what I'm meaning here, is you're reading, you're reading, and then it just says like, hey, put your email in this box right here and click enter and you'll be subscribed to my email address. Do you, or to my email list rather. So do you know there? Are you able to promote a an email opt-in incentive, a sort of freebie, a guide to, or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. integrates with your whatever email provider you have. Got it. And then the form that expands, you, you have this link that you pay, you copy from uh, Upscribe and you paste it right into Medium and it expands when you publish that thing. And that form that expands, are you able to customize that very much? Have you like what the words say or what the colors are? You can do colors and words. Uh, okay. That's it, though, yeah. That's probably it, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. No, because that, that is a big deal. To get people yeah. doing that is big. They do have a, like a premium version that has a couple more capabilities. I, I don't okay. have it, but it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those plugins that, that like, you know, you, you didn't used to have, but now it works. And another thing that Medium can turn off at any time it wants, which is kind of a, but it seems like if they've mm-hmm. made the integration, I, I mean, the way that Medium has always per, you know, proceeded as a company ha- have, has been inspiring to me. I, I, I like how they proceed as a company because they don't, which doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean because they could just change. I mean, who knows? The CEO gets changed out in a weekend and they mm-hmm. go into full-on revenue mode. But mm-hmm. I have liked the way that they've grown, as a, the, the decisions that they've made. Yeah. So when they don't do an integration like this lightly when they allow you know providers to do some expanding link something, something. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Okay, so now here's the final question that I want to ask you, Jonas, is if you were starting this all over again um, on Medium, okay, so you're starting it all over again, you're doing it on Medium, what would your plan be? Or maybe like like you can kind of take us even towards what would your original, like what your your goals would be? Would you be focused more on followers or traffic or email conversion maybe? Uh, but then second of all, what would your plan be? So what would your goal be? And then what would your plan be if you were starting over from scratch right now on Medium? Yeah, great question. I, I mean, a couple things, like I, I think one of the things would be, um, and kind of what I'm planning on or thinking about doing now is, you know, I write short daily posts on Medium. Um, and I think that what I would, what, what Medium is great for is like long form essays and stories, like a longer mm. form, you know? So I would, I think that I would probably do, take my daily notes to like email only mm-hmm. and, you know, include the whole thing in the email. Um, like right now I just, I, in the email you get, if you subscribe to my daily posts, you get like a little blurb and then it links to the medium post where I, mm-hmm. I, I think I would probably just do like the whole post in the, in the email. Yeah. And then on medium, on medium, what I would use that for is like a weekly longer form type thing, um, that might have a chance to like have a little more traction. Um, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I would also, I would also focus more on on email. Like I would, I would definitely start, um, segmenting and like kind of like parsing out that list, you know, to find out what people want to like, I don't know, to just kind of go deeper into the email thing to, uh, to kind of like start, you know, do a product or like figure out how best to serve this audience for sure. Yeah. 
Got yeah. it. So you do do a you do a focus on 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 more subscribers. If you're starting from scratch, would that mean probably you know some sort of strategy for email embedding uh, or embedding your email subscribe form at the beginning of, or at the end or middle or whatever of of every post and having some sort of opt in incentive specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably do something like that. Um, I was, I think, it, when I started this, I was kind of at this place where, you know, I, I really like Seth Godin, and like I'm like, yeah, I just kind of like the way he like does things, and he's very yeah. like, you know, you just kind of you see what you get, and like that's it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to do things that way, and it like, kind of worked out for me. But like, I think now, um, I might actually think about some, you know, autoresponders and sequences and things like that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I still think, I think something like this, especially for your topic, um, the, the like seven day email series, yeah. you know what I mean? Something like that is just like, uh, it's more tangible. Uh, it feels like it has some value to it just from just out of the gate, you know, right. just like I'm, I'm reading higher thoughts because of this, that I'm interested in X, Y, and Z. Right. And then it's like, Hey, look, there's a seven day email series on, uh, mindfulness in regular life or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, okay. So I'm hearing you say now goals wise, your, your goal would be the email, uh, subscribers, and then you would go to more of a long form. So this is interesting. Like maybe we'll close with, with, uh, just after this, the, this idea, tell me a little bit more about this sense of, uh, that you have between like, well, medium is kind of really made for this medium to long form stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm writing this shorter sort of bite size thing. Tell me more about what you've learned about that. Yeah, it's just kind of a hunch, but like I, I mean, people have said they really like the short kind of posts. Yeah, and I don't know if that's why. You know, I, I've grown the audience I have. Um, yeah, I just think that like people, or at least from my own experience, I kind of like you know when I'm if I'm on a medium and I'm sitting down, it's just a great reading experience. Um, you know, it's easy on the eyes. It's easy to just kind of scroll and kind of mm. lost in something. And and um, I just haven't. I don't know. I think it's it might stem from a personal thing is where I, I kind of like want to go deeper on things now as yeah. opposed to like a daily short thing and medium just provides such a great environment to like go really deep on something, you know? Um, so I would, I think just taking advantage of that aspect of it would be, would be something I would think about. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Corbett in closing, like what have we heard? What like, what do you, what sticks to you about, about all of this, this idea about medium, all these now you can have your own publication, you can have your own domain, you can, yeah. you can do email embeds, you can send letters to the like, people are, there's like all these different levels of engagement that people yeah. can have. Um, the, the statistics is the thing that's like sticking in my head a little bit about like, yeah, that that's a bummer. I don't know if, I don't think they have a, do, do they have a Google analytics integration that you know of Jonas Sullivan? <laughs> I don't think so. I I don't really know, but I, they yeah. might. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't po- think so. Possibly well, in time. Yeah. So you know, I, I think there are uh, a couple of different kinds of considerations here, depending on who you are. But the kind of person we hear from most are people who have been blogging on their own site for a long time and who haven't gotten any results. It's a lot like yeah. Jonas's experience, his yeah. part of his story, which we're going to share next week. I yeah. guess the, yeah. the full thing, but. Um, Something struck me in in one of the articles that Jonas wrote after 30 days on Medium where he said I tried to I tried best to divorce myself from the results. And that's what a lot of us do, right? Because yeah. you know it's going to take a while. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to have to write a long time until you discover something that really sticks with people. The cool thing about writing on a platform like Medium is there's a much greater chance that if you write something good, it might take off. Yeah. And that's really what people want when they first start blogging. They just want to find an audience. They want to get feedback. And I think as long as you're smart, if you are using your writing to build a business eventually, Mm -hmm. as long as you're smart about that and you use some of the techniques Jonas mentioned about maybe using a publication, using the letters function, um, you know, trying to drive people to take some other action so that you aren't stuck in a situation eventually where medium is entirely, uh, you know, responsible for the relationship that you have with your readers in yeah. case they decide to change their minds. Yeah. And this is true on any social media yeah. platform. It's it's like crack in the beginning because mm-hmm. it's really fun when you can reach people and then it's disastrous if they decide to change their mind. Yeah. So just protect yourself from that and look at Medium as, as maybe yet another channel that's trying to drive some sort of overall strategy for you. Yeah. And it, it's great. I mean, it's, it's fun to write for. There are a lot of people on there reading. Mm-hmm. It has its own culture in a way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see any reason not to try it as long as you're smart about it. Yeah. 
No, that makes tons of sense. All right, Jonas, man. Well, thanks so much for joining us, dude. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, guys, that is episode 217 of the Fizzle Show, which was brought to us today by FreshBooks. And FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses, especially for all you freelancers out there. I know there's a lot of you listening. It helps millions of service-based business owners make everyday invoicing and accounting easy, fast, and secure. Now, FreshBooks' main thing is invoicing, but they also do other stuff like expense tracking. FreshBooks can keep track of your expenses and they make that ridiculously simple. No more boxes full of receipts. So freelancers, if that sounds like music to your ears, you've got to check out FreshBooks. If you don't use a tool like it already, you're going to like it. And they're offering you free 30-day totally unrestricted use of FreshBooks. All you have to do is you go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle and you enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for supporting independent business and the fizzle show. There you have it, everybody. That is episode 217. If you want to learn all the information that we've talked about in here and get in, get the uh, the links to Jonas's information so you can get on his higher thoughts, uh, which I think is really, like, you got to try it. See how he's doing it, and you get the back-end vision of or view on how someone is using Medium. You can find those uh, those links and that information at fizzleshow.co slash Two one seven. Here's an iTunes review from Martin in Slovenia who says, "Practice your Irish accent." But it's a brilliant podcast. He says, "Been listening to the podcast for a few months, and it does one thing very consistently for me. It restores my sense of involvement into the community. Guys at Fizzle keep focused on the important things and talk about." topics I struggle to find in my community. I listened to it when I run, and I laughed when I heard that Irish joke about Noah and the Ark. You should have seen the confused faces I got. (laughs) I love that, Martin. Thanks so much. You know, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. Dear listener, if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help us to uh, to get other entrepreneurs listening to the show. Like how I just went entrepreneurs, because I don't know if I, I, I don't know, entrepreneurs, like what are we? Are we entrepreneurs? Are we builders? Are we makers? Are we shapers? Are we creators? I don't know, but we're indie. That's who we are. We know we're indie. So that's it, folks. That's all for now. Remember this, no matter how hard it gets or how hot it gets, remember that we're humans. We're in this together. You're not alone. And it's not a win-lose, zero-sum game. Make something that you care about. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. And I'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.